This episode of Comic Book Junto is brought to you by Bear Fruit, a Philadelphia-based lifestyle brand dedicated to turning beliefs into creative action and inspiring others to do the same. Head over to bearfruit.com, that's B-3-A-R-F-R-U-I-T.com, and sign up for our newsletter. While you're there, check out our other podcast, The Beautiful Struggle, a weekly conversation series hosted by me, Octavius A. Newman, featuring various guests telling their origin story. Don't forget to grab some merch from our online store. As a reward for being a loyal Comic Book Junto listener, use promo code CBJ to get 10% off your next order. Bear fruit. Believe. Create. Inspire. Now let's start the show. Hello and welcome to Combo Junto's special one-shot edition of The Killing Joke. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman. I'm the creator of Bear Fruit, and I am here with my co-host, Adam Jacko Tetteris. I can't believe you didn't go for Joker. We did that one already, I'm did sure. Did we do Joker? Is I'm that pretty one sure. that we've done before? I'm it seems obvious. Now, what, what do I have now? Jacko? Jacko. So it was like close-ish? <laughs> Ish? The killing Jacko. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'll take it. Sure. Yeah. What's a Jacko? Haven't the slightest. I know cool. I used to call him Michael Jackson. Cool. Cool. That. Cool. 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 It's like a Jacko lantern, but there you the, go. The lantern. That's part. what I said. Yeah. 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 Right. It's like if a Jacko lantern is lit. Hey. I am not. I'm it's just, lit. I'm just Jacko. <laughs> just Jacko. Jacko lantern is lit. Jacko lantern is Very lit. Good. What's good, man? How you feeling? Hey, man. I feel good. Yeah. You know. Um. I just read The Killing Joke over again. Yes, you did. Because I wanted like to get a fresh dose of what the actual graphic novel was like, because I had read it a little while ago. Yeah. Um, we saw the movie on Monday yeah. in the theater at the Riverview here in Philadelphia. That is correct. Um, during a torrential downpour. That is also correct. During the DNC. That is, those are all correct. Mm-hmm. Each of them. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was interesting because it was, it was a packed theater. Yes. And they were doing multiple packed theaters. Two show times that night and then another two show times the following night. And they had multiple theaters for each show time. So we know, commercially speaking, Killing Joke was successful. Yes. Has so far seen some success. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this on Comic Book Junto, too. Yes. I mean, it's it's raking in money. Yes. But we're not here to talk about the, the amount of money. That's not what we're here to talk killing about. Killing Joke has... I don't think... I'm, unless we're changing the format of the show, uh-huh. and we're strictly talking about... You don't think that's what the people came here revenue for? Revenue and profit margins. Yeah, now that you say it out loud, I don't yeah. think that's really what they want that's from us. sexy. Listen to that. Revenue and profit margins. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, uh, no, we're here to talk about our thoughts and feelings mm-hmm. and interpretation of the animated film version of a very controversial 1988 Batman graphic novel mm-hmm. by Alan Moore yeah. and Brian Boland. Artwork was amazing. I just read it. So mm-hmm. looking at it again, it's like, man, this is really good. And you had mentioned when we got out of the movie the uh, last Monday, you wanted to see the movie again. Mm-hmm. So have you had the opportunity to see it a second nah, time? No, I didn't get a chance to watch it again. Yeah. But um, but I'm curious why you felt that way. Well, it, I guess we can just kind of dive right into it. But we should first kind of explain what a one shot is first before we do. Yes, that. we should. Yeah. So um, a one shot, if you're new to geek culture, if you're new to comic books, a 
what often happens is comic books come out in a serialized format. So every month, every two weeks, there's an ongoing story that continues and continues and continues and continues. Sometimes mm. they come out every week. Yeah. If you can even give you another reference point, comic strips that used to be in the back of the newspaper, yeah. you know, like kind of an ongoing story. But a one shot in comic books is a standalone story that doesn't necessarily go with continuity. It yeah. doesn't. It's not necessarily a part of the overall arc that the story of storytelling that they're telling right now. So for comic book junto, a one shot is kind of a standalone podcast that's not necessarily our normal format. Um, we can use them to, to do all kinds of things, and specifically what we've used it to do through our thirty some, maybe coming up on forty episodes thus far, yeah, has been to review movies that we've seen. Mm-hmm. So just get ready. If you have not seen The Killing Joke, we are about to spoil it. If yes. you have not read The Killing Joke, we are about to spoil it. Mm-hmm. You have been warned. This is a we don't do spoiler-free movie reviews because I don't know that we know how to do that. <laughs> I do not know how to do that. And and it's funny when someone asks about the killing joke. If you haven't read the killing joke and someone asks, why is it controversial? You have to launch into a lot of the plot details. Mm-hmm. It's not really I'm like, let me just, uh, you just go ahead, take some time. Yeah. Why don't you just crack that one open? And it's not even that long. No, it's, it's really short. It's it, like it a was, long comic book. Yeah, it was meant to be, I think my, my understanding, there's so much to talk about with the comic, but my understanding was Brian Boland, the artist, this was like an opportunity for him to show off how he does Batman. Mm -hmm. And he said, I really want to work with Alan Moore. Because Alan Moore is hot right now. Alan Moore had Swamp Thing running. His run on Swamp Thing is amazing. Mm -hmm. And I haven't uh, read that. It's it's phenomenal. And he Alan Moore was I I think he had just released Watchmen maybe two years before in eighty six or Watchmen was running. If you haven't read read the Watchmen, that's a big thing for Anyone who's into comics or geek culture or just yeah. literature yeah. to read. It's yeah, legit, Watchmen is fantastic. It's a legit thing to take in. And Alan Moore is incredibly talented, and there's so much to say about Alan Moore, too. But Killing Joke was kind of like Brian Boland had come from Judge Dredd and a bunch of other uh, really over-the-top, mm-hmm. uh, violent stuff. And this was his opportunity to do a story for DC. And he says, like, okay, if I get to pick, I'm going to work with Alan Moore because mm-hmm. I like what he's putting out. Yeah. So the two of them collab on this story that was meant to be like just a story. A one-shot. Separate from continuity. Was it, was it fair to say? Like a one-shot? Yeah, shot? I think that'd be fair to say. Like a one-shot. Exactly. And... It's got this complicated, complicated, sordid history with DC wanting to invo- actually include it as canon in the storyline of Batman. What's canon mean? Canon meaning this is the official history of the character. Mm-hmm. These things that you are witnessing right now are substantial and create the story of the character. In this fictional world, this happened. Yeah. Not, As opposed to what if, right, or something like that. Because there's a whole there's a whole string of comics that are literally called what if. Yeah, that's right. You know, and yeah. the reason why they're saying what if is because this isn't what's going on in the ongoing story. Yeah, this is imaginative. So I think at the the root of everything, going into Killing Joke, 
there is really complicated history publication wise mm-hmm. and there are complicated thoughts and feelings and ambiguity of the story itself. Yes. And if you were, I think you said this to me actually when we saw the movie, if you were to go, go into this movie without having read the comic or knowing anything about the comic or the history, mm-hmm. good luck. Right. Good luck. Yeah. And at this point in time, I feel like we ought to get into the movie itself. Yes. And we should also say, we're going to spoil everything. Spoilers. Sp- this is the spo- the great spoiler wall. Spoilers. Featuring Matt Damon. Ugh. Yeah, sorry. We're going to get next into that. episode 32. <laughs> On the next episode of Comic with Shinto. Right. Uh, this is, we're, we're putting up a huge barrier right now. We do not want to ruin anything for you if you haven't read Spoilers. the original story or seen the movie. Spoilers. Um, three... Two, one. It's your fault. And that brings us to seeing the movie on Monday. Mm-hmm. So sitting down to see Killing Joke, what were you expecting? Were you did Did you have an idea of how this was going to go as an experience? Um, yeah, I had an expectation because of when it comes to animated movies, DC kills it. Yeah, like they. If we talk about Marvel and we talk about DC, if we talk about where Marvel really has a leg up right now, yeah. it's the cinematic universe. Their movies and in Netflix, like they're smashing it. Like every single thing they do has been a home run grand slam, knock That's it out right. the park, swish pull up from 40, right? Yeah. Now, if there's an equivalent for DC, it's the animated movies. Yeah, on the on the whole, they're really damn Yeah, good. and if you look at Marvel's animated movies, it's like, ah, yeah, ah. not so much. But like, like every time one comes out, you're like, okay, I'm gonna buy that. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna buy that. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna buy the same way a DC mo- a, a Marvel movie comes out. I'm getting a ticket. It doesn't matter. I'm going. You uh, know? Batman Under the Red Hood, yes. Justice League, The Flashpoint, yes. uh, The Dark Knight Returns, one that of my, adaptation. That's my favorite. Justice League Doom, Justice mm-hmm. League New Frontier, Justice League War. Yeah, Justice League War. The I'm, Aquaman, like, the, the Wonder list Woman goes on. Superman, Batman, Doomsday, Batman and Son. The animated uh, stuff is really where DC shines. And yes. the comics are great, but their their animated things I think are especially awesome. Yeah. Even if you're a casual fan, you can just sink into that real quick. Batman Year One as well. I think we might have said that as yeah, well. Yeah, Batman so, Year One, All Star Superman, all and, good stuff. And we all know that Batman. <clears throat> we all know that Batman is like their boy. You know, that's their yeah. number one thing. And if you look at Batman, the Killing Joke is a huge part of what makes Batman who he is right now. Very similar to Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns plays a huge part in who Batman is right now. Mm -hmm. So when you see them take something old like The Dark Knight Returns and put it into a two-parter and nail the artwork and nail the voice acting and, you know, really bring the book to life... I'm expecting nothing but greatness. And at the same because time, because that's the history, that's, that's yeah, the heritage that, of it. That's it's going to be a legacy of DC yeah. animated movies. But at the same time, when they announced they're going to do the killing joke, a lot of people, myself included, are like, skirt, uh, hold up. You're going to make an animated, like clean looking, fun DC animation of the killing joke. Hmm. Which is hyper violent and yes. like cruel. Yeah. And I and I mean like especially cruel. It's dark. Yeah. We talk about, oh man, Batman v Superman was dark. No. No. This this is dark. Yeah. And um in the beginning of Batman 
uh, or be- beginning of Killing Joke when mm-hmm. we were in the theater. They're playing mm-hmm. like a little documentary kind of thing where they're talking to Mark Hamill about what it's like to do the voice yeah. of the Joker. What is it like to be the Joker in animated cartoons, the old Bruce Timm stuff? Mm-hmm. What is it like to do the Arkham video games? Yeah. What is it like to do Joker in this Killing Joke? Yeah. And he talks about how he's doing the same voice, but they're really different degrees of sadistic Mm -hmm. and messed up and dark. Yeah. And there was something that I thought was really interesting, which is the animation they used for this movie reminds me a lot of the old Bruce Tim animated series in that it's clean lines. There's not a lot of shading. It's like, just like the colors are flat there. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of that look. It kind of has that feel, even though it's not identical. Mm -hmm. And that is really very different from the, comic yes the graphic novel is yes. super different yes and it like gets that. even more different in that dc had recolored the comic the original comic was kind of trippy looking had a lot of bright fluorescent colors mm-hmm. and i think back in 08 or 09 dc released a recolored version that was a little darker more gritty mm-hmm. and now we have the animation so we have different versions of effectively the same thing yeah i, I thought that was kind of interesting yeah like Almost like DC saying, okay, back in 08, we want to join the dark superhero thing. So mm-hmm. we're going to recolor the comic that y'all know and love, and we're going to make it dark and gritty. Right. And then now we're, we're like, okay, we, we want to get into the movies, and we know you're watching the movies, and Suicide Squad is coming out. So we want to take Killing Joke and put it on the screen. Hmm. So it's always kind of felt like DC is saying, how can we remind you that Killing Joke is lit? How can we remind you that we, we know you think it's dope, and we know you're going to come and see it? But what the effect was for me is seeing the animation just felt weird. It was it, so like, <clears throat> and I'm not even getting into the voices yet. Like the, with, the, with Conroy. The, so let's start, let's, let's go through a couple of different steps. We can go straight to the animation. Sure. It was not good. It was inconsistent. I, I think it was inconsistent. I'm saying it wasn't good. Yeah. I'm saying it was a letdown. I'm saying I was discouraged. I'm saying I was like, what is this? Yeah. Like, what? You know? With the way that they talked about the production of this and released bonus content and backstage, behind the scenes. It's like, y'all spent all that time doing that. You should have had to spend some time hiring somebody to draw this better. Yeah. You know? Well, I think you and I talked about this eons ago, but The Iron Giant. Yes. You watch a movie like Iron Giant, you're like, damn, this is a beautiful movie. Yes. When we watch A Killing Joke and it's like, what? This is like the Batman animated series looks looks better than this. Yeah, that might be a stretch. But sure, but, at least the animated series has some context for the era and you know. Yeah, the I budget. mean, like everything that you've done before this, it really it's really hard to to look at that and look at all the stuff they've done before and go. So you guys punted this then. Yeah. So what happened? So something happened mm-hmm. because we know you're able to do far above this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is the first movie that you've put in theaters. So you think, Mm -hmm. wow, we got to really go all out. This is going to be in the theaters. This is going to be the thing that more people see than regular people see. Yeah. You know, regular fans see. So to walk in there and kind of just be like, I was like, Mm -hmm. is it me? Am I being, am I being overly critical? And I had to kind of sit with it for a second and like, man, this doesn't look very good. You know, like it seems like there was one scenario where 
it looked like one of the characters had a lazy eye, like the eye was off. And I was like, come on, guys. Like, and they, the driving sequences with the trucks uh, in the prologue with Barbara Gordon, and all, they, that we will get into soon. Mm-hmm. But they, there's some like rough three-dimensional stuff going on there that reminded me of the old Spider-Man cartoons, mm-hmm. the intro of Spider-Man with the yeah. like real janky-looking 90s AOL depiction of... New York City. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like that. And my sense is they were going for a tone which would have been similar, not identical, but similar to the Bruce Tim uh, cartoons. I got that they were trying to do that, but, but they, they, didn't, they didn't. I don't didn't think do they, they hit it, and I don't think it serves the goal of this content. I do not think it serves this material. It's like, you know, you ever have that person who you've seen their work? And their work is amazing. It's excellent. It's marvelous. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then you walk up and you see their work, you taste their food, you and you're like, what were you going through when you did this? You yeah. know what I mean? And it's not that their stuff's not good in comparison to that guy. You're comparing them to themselves. Yeah. Like I've seen you do better. Yeah. So I won't accept this from you. From you. I won't accept this from you. Yeah. Because if he, she, they did it, then okay, maybe. Mm-hmm. But you're way better than this. Mm-hmm. So I say the, the DC animation, what was going on? Yeah. Like, well, did you guys take for granted that, oh, they're going to go see it? Yeah. It's the killing joke. And they were And right. I think that's the theme that even as we continue talking about this, it's kind of like, what were you guys doing? Yeah. Like. Who's signing off on this? Yeah, that's like, right. Like, what, what happened? Because this is not characteristic of you guys from what I've seen in your animated movies. So that's what I think about the visuals. So, I mean, it's, it's something that I touched on just a moment ago, and I think we can segue into. What about the voice acting? Yeah, Kevin Conroy comes back as Batman, and we have uh, uh, Mark Hamill, of course, as Joker. Tara Strong is doing Barbara Gordon. I mean, the cast is strong, and it's familiar. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's they made a big deal of Hamill coming back and doing Killing Joke. Yeah. And they make a big deal, similarly, of Kevin Conroy. That is Batman. Yeah. And he's coming and he's doing Batman in this. So how do you feel on the voice acting? I feel like Tara Strong did her thing. Yeah. You know, sound like Batgirl to me. Mm-hmm. I feel like Mark Hamill did his thing. Sound like Joker to me. Mm-hmm. I think that when he was playing Joker before he became Joker, it was a little... The deliver was that him? That was him. Yeah, when he was just that the regular, was weird. The regular guy. That the regular guy, whoever, because we don't know who his real name is. But the flashback sequences of the Joker. Those those like with the pacing wife. of of that conversationally was da 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 da. Here is my line. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not worried. Yes, you are. Da 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 da. Like, and it was very clunky it didn't sound conversational yeah it didn't sound it sounded like we are literally going to read the script panel by panel by panel yeah don't 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 give me any ad-libs don't give me any personality mark read the comic out loud and the script was rewritten it was written as a script i should say by brian azarello 
So Brian Azzarello is labeled as the writer for the Killing Joke movie. And what he did is take the original Alan Moore, John, and adapt it as a screenplay. And then he wrote the prologue for Barbara Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm with you. Like some of it was a little stilted. And there were certain sequences that I remember reading in the comic and being affected by. Yeah. But when they were read out loud in the movie, I was like, and I, in particular, when the Joker in the flashback, when uh, the guy who becomes the Joker finds out that his wife has passed away, oh, and he just kind of like walks over to the table and he goes, "What? Well, my wife is dead." And they're like, "Ah, uh, sorry, Buster." And I'm like, mm, "That didn't. I didn't land. buy it. That didn't land anywhere. I didn't buy it at all. Like yeah. I didn't believe. Part of it is the animation too. You know, he's just kind of still. The cell is just kind of still. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't." My imagination did work in Killing Joke, made that sound a certain way, yeah. made me feel that yeah. scene. And seeing it in animation, make it flow in front of my eyes, it just didn't land. Not at all. I mean, that that's a great example of a scene that was like, so your wife just died. I don't feel that you feel anything. Yeah. I don't hear that you feel anything. Yeah. You're talking about this in the same kind of whiny, whimpery voice that you were talking about, you know, everything else. else. Yeah. The fact like, that you bombed your set. Yeah. Not, it's the same thing. Yeah. Like, oh, you said, oh, like that. Like, oh, I don't care. And he's like, oh, my, my wife died. I don't know who that belongs to because I know that Mark Hamill is crazy talented he's a fantastic voice actor we've heard him kill it as the in joker everything. in everything he's everywhere hamill like is even even phenomenal. in comic cons yeah yeah in comic cons when he's just reading the script yeah it just seemed flat mm-hmm. it seemed like whoever was in charge was just like it's almost like he was so even let's go to kevin conroy yeah no yes Mm-hmm. Later, I'm playing. Uh, you know what I mean? Like what? I'm playing a video game right now called Witcher Three. Okay. Witcher Three, and I really, really love this game. But one of the things that stands out to me, and I know you just finished Uncharted Four. Mm-hmm. Uncharted Four, the dialogue in that game, it's incredible. The way that people talk to each other, yeah. it's just like this is a movie. Yes, and it's well acted. Yes, and when they speak, it's a conversation, and they're all clever and funny, and it's exciting, and it just flows. Mm-hmm. In The Witcher, much is I love this game. You get to a cutscene and there's a dialogue sequence and it's like the character has to look at who he's speaking to for 30 seconds before he's allowed to say anything. So he's like, hey, character walks over, stands next to the person, animation stops. What are you doing here? I'm like, no, no, we can do multiple things at the same time as humans, as organisms. Mm -hmm. And so when I play Uncharted and then I play Witcher, that is incredibly stand out. I'm like, look at that. I'm like, damn, that don't work. And that's kind of what I felt in Killing Joke. Again, the flow in my imagination with the graphic novel, I can just make that stuff work. Right. But when I hear it being read, just like you said, flat. I've been thinking a lot about you, about me. Yeah. About us. Yeah. We're going to kill each other, aren't we? And then maybe I'll kill you. Maybe you'll kill me. Is like, the version what, of like, No, like you like come on, you're talking about killing each other. The version of Batman in Killing Joke is not 
it's not the same version of Batman in the Bruce Tim animated Batman series. Mm-hmm. In in my mind, it doesn't feel the same. So hearing Conroy say a line like this one, now you whimpering little smear of slime, I'm like, huh? That sounds weird coming from Kevin Conroy. I never heard him speak like that. I, I'm not so much mad about that. It's just that you didn't make me believe it. Yeah. Like, I don't, but let's go all the way back to episode number one. Yeah. I don't care if you're Star Wars. I don't care. <laughs> Listen to this man talk right now. I don't care if you're Star Wars. You got to. Hey, let me, me roll up in this club real quick. I'm, I don't care if you're Star Wars. You can't just get past this line. Yeah. What do you think I am? What you think this is? <laughs> for, for real, man, I don't care. You got to make me care. I, sure, it's Batman. It's 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 Joker. It's Mark Hamill. But it doesn't you know get I mean? a it's pass. Kevin, it doesn't get a pass. It still has to be excellent. Exactly. If you can't make me care about what you're talking about, if you can't sell me on that scene, if you can't make me believe that this is really going on, then I don't I don't care. Like I don't owe you my excitement. You're not going to get it just because we got Mark Hamill. We got Kevin Conroy. Yeah. We, we got this. You got this. This source material. So you have to like it now. Yeah. So I mean, again, the the voice acting was another thing that was kind of like, you know, I think the person that I believed most was Tara Strong. Is that her name? Tara Strong. Tara Barbara Strong. Gordon. That yeah. that's the that's the voice actress. That that's the voice actor that I feel came across. The most, and like I connected with the most. Yeah, you know, and I was like, so the argument scenes, the yelling, and all that kind of stuff. Like I bought it. I didn't necessarily like what was happening in the scene, but I bought the voice acting a little more. Yeah, yeah. Listen to me talking like I'm a voice actor. No, but the thing is, is we're affected by this. You know, one of the things that struck me when we saw this movie, we saw it with a group of your friends, uh, Simba Sparks was there with us mm-hmm. and a couple of other people. And, and when we left, uh, one of your buddies had remarked, he's like, listen to y'all talk about comic book movies like it's academia. Yeah. And, you know, it, we're, we're still consuming excellence. We, we purchased tickets to this thing. There are a lot of comics that I would give a pass. There are a lot of movies where I'd be like, well, it's a comic book movie, you know, suspended disbelief, that sort of thing. But at the same time, I, I want this to be great. And now I have a vocabulary for thinking about how it can be great. And if it disappoints me, I try to ask questions and explore why I feel a certain way. So yeah, I think it's fair. I think it's totally fair to analyze yeah. these sorts of things. If it felt weird, try to figure out why. Yeah. What was that? I, I, I don't know why. It just seems like... Be, and again, the, the thing that I keep coming back to, because they've done so well for so long, so consistently it leads me to assume that it has to do with who's steering the ship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because when you see them for decades, kill it and kill it and kill it and kill it, and this one oddball scenario happens, you got to go, okay, well, what's different here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not Mark Hamill. It's not Tara Strong. It's not Kevin Conroy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's right. not the source material because it's the same It's the same original book. No, it's whoever's in charge. So, who, so what's different here? Yeah. Because this ain't what we just got from The Dark Knight Returns. And part of me wonders if this was rushed for a particular reason. That's we, the kind of stuff you know, that I'm curious about. We want to we make a big sale. We want to have, I don't know, maybe there's time between big books or big movies. We want to hit at a particular time. Mm-hmm. So the deadline is coming up quick. I don't care how those animation sales come out. Just turn that shit in. And because we want to draw revenue. And they did. They do. Yeah. So it's interesting 
because the timing is interesting. And that's the thing, because depending on how you look at it, this was a great success. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was extremely successful, so much so that they had to do extra theaters and extra nights and extra times. Right. And, you know, we can't, we did it, you know? But then you look at the internet and the internet's like, what is this? Yeah. You know? So I think now is as good a time as any to get into the actual story. So these are the technical components that we've been talking about now, but we should talk about the story. I want to... Maybe we we skipped over a question we usually ask each other for the one shot, which is gut reaction. So maybe we can start there and then we break it down into pieces. Mm-hmm. So Killing Joke, the movie, gut reaction. What? <laughs> That's it. That's dot, it. Dot, 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 question mark. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Wait, unpack that. Where does that come from? Well, when I watched the movie to start from the beginning... I'm watching and I'm going, okay, Barbara Gordon, Batgirl, Batman, okay, they're fighting bad guys, okay. And there was a lot of, and mm-hmm. this has what to do with what? Like, okay, explain, help me connect this for me. Like, why am I watching this? Mm-hmm. Why do I care mm-hmm. about this? Yeah. And, the first part of that movie really was like, what? Like, what What does this have to do with anything? And I'm not so much frustrated or upset that I can't believe that Barbara Gordon and Bruce Wayne, Batman and Batgirl had sexual relations. That's not me. Mm-hmm. I, okay, but why though? Mm-hmm. So why does that matter? Yeah. So what role does that play? Yeah. So what are you telling me? What's the point? How does this connect anything? Like, and I just, so that's why I was like, what? Like, why did we just, it just seemed like that first part was just pushing along just to, just to have something. Mm-hmm. And then that transition into the killing joke, it's like, wait, so, so what did that have to do with this? Yeah. And then we, the way the killing joke proceeded as well, the clunkiness of the dialogue and then the ending of it's over. It was like, what? Like, I, yeah. This did. I don't know why I sat here and watched this just now. Right. Part of the reason why, if you have no familiarity with the comic or the history of the comic, seeing this movie, yo, that's a dumb experience. It was like, <laughs> it was like, what did I just see? What it's is like that? fake deep? You ever heard, meet somebody who's fake deep? Yes. Someone, oh my god. Yeah. Someone who's just deep for the sake of being, or trying to sound deep. But what if? And trying to come across heavy. Yeah. And you're like. My dude, you're, you didn't say anything just Yeah, now. right. You right. know, and someone who just like wants you to feel like they're really smart mm-hmm. or wants you to feel like they have something really important to say, but really isn't saying anything. Yeah. Like they're talking about important topics, but they're not saying anything in, of value about them. Right. So when I'm looking at the movie, that's where I'm kind of like, huh? Sure. I don't, I don't know that I walked away with anything, especially after I go back and I read the comic. Like, I literally just finished reading the comic before we hit record. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is worlds different. Yeah. Like, the, my experience. There's a lot of beats and moments. And, like, you were sitting next to me when I read it. I had a lot of, mm, mm-hmm. oh, oh, wow. And you mm. said you were reconciling the fact that a lot of your image of Batman comes from... Killing joke. Yeah. That 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 particular 
Batman. Yeah. The Killing Joke and The Dark Knight Returns color a lot of how I see Batman right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. A lot of what I think Batman and the Joker's relationship is. You've heard me on this podcast say many times, Batman's just as crazy as the Joker. Mm-hmm. It, the, the, the difference is that Batman doesn't acknowledge it. Yeah. And I was, I was reading, I was like, oh, I got that from this. Yeah. I didn't remember that's where I got it from, but mm-hmm. the, that's, that's literally what the book says. It's mm-hmm. like, Joker's like, is the, Joker's almost the sanest, smartest person, most self-aware person in the entire book. Yeah. You know? Sure. And not sane in the sense of like, the, we equate sane with good guy, but I'm saying sane in the sense of, oh, I'm completely aware of what I'm doing. Sure. I'm completely aware of why I'm doing it. I know step by step by step by step. I know my whole entire plan. You're the one who, who's fooling themselves. I know what I'm doing, yeah. you know? And I find that extremely interesting. I find that extremely like provocative to go, man, what are they trying to say? And I didn't get any of that from, yeah. from the movie. I, I keep going back to your word usage. The, the movie felt flat. The animation, flat. The colors, flat. The voice acting, flat. As I mean, contrast that with the original work. There's a lot of depth. Whether you like it or you don't. Whether you like it or you don't. That's not what we're talking about. And 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 I think that's really important to to put out there. You could really dislike Killing Joke. And I I would get it. But there is depth. And that story has depth, layers, the ambiguity of the end of the story. No matter what you believe, there's opportunity to talk about what happened there. And I think having that opportunity means there's some layers, there's some exploration, there's something to move through. You didn't get that. I didn't get that in the movie. When When I think about my experience with seeing this movie, I was ready to dislike it because of the news that came from Comic-Con. And I think we need to talk about... I tried my best to not let that affect me. Understandably. And I feel like I did a good job. I didn't read that article. I didn't... I said, well, let me look at this first, and then I'm going to go back and see what they had to say. Yeah, we have to have a serious, honest conversation about media influence. And now, in 2016, when I say media influence, I also mean social media. Mm -hmm. So what other people say, what other news sources say, what anybody says is something that you can interact with that will influence your thoughts and opinions. I tweeted about the exchange between Brian Azzarello and a comic-con attendee at san diego comic-con that like kind of ugly mess that took place during the panel yeah that affected me people's opinions on the the scenes that they saw mm-hmm. in comic-con the revelation that batgirl and batman will have sex in the movie and you'll see that or at least it'll be alluded to strongly yeah well you know, uh, what else do you, you, do? you don't see it because they didn't animate the the, the actual right. thing but right. it's no you know that happens so like those things affect me. So I was I was thinking, damn it, I'm disappointed now. Mm-hmm. I was really ready to go in here, blank canvas. I'm ready to experience this. I don't know how I'm going to feel about it, but I felt pretty neutral on the thing. And now I was feeling like I'm affected. I feel a little down about it. This is why I'm a part of the blackout congregation. And understandably, understandably. But you know, when I went into it and I saw the prologue, those things were really confirmed for me. Well, now, what was your gut reaction before we get into that? My gut reaction to the film was disappointment. And I, I don't know if fake deep is what I was thinking about, but immediately I was thinking fake 
feminism, like fake forwardness, because there was a lot of talk about why the prologue was put into the movie and what it was going to do to save the controversial aspects of the original work. And I call it bullshit. Tell me more about that. So a lot of the complaints of Killing Joke stem from usage, the original, the original, the original graphic novel from 88, stem from the usage of uh, Barbara Gordon as just a device to show Joker is insane and Joker is a super villain. Like, unlike you've really seen Joker prior to this, they haven't really seen Joker do that kind of damage to someone, let alone someone beloved, a hero. Yeah. And Barbara Gordon suffers, gets her spine shattered and is just destroyed. And then there's the the, very, very strongly implied sexual abuse aspect, which Joker uses to drive or attempt to drive Commissioner Gordon insane Mm -hmm. when he's going through the carnival tunnel or whatever in the photos of his daughter, the basically naked and bleeding and dying, writhing in pain. You know, all that was being used as a device by Joker to drive Gordon insane. And I think in 88, that was a different thing. When that came out, people were like, damn, that's real. That's real dark. And it was a different time because superheroes were becoming dark. And Watchmen, two years prior, was asking the question, like, what if you turn your idea of superheroes on their head? And what if you explore it like this? What about that? And that was interesting. Now, as we have moved forward in time, comics seem a little more inclusive. The audience seems a little more diverse right. and welcoming. We have more women in the field. We have more right. people of color. Yep. We have people who were used, I think, strictly as devices then mm-hmm. who are now present and enjoying the medium now. Yes. And creating the medium now. Yes. So I think standards change a little bit and the way we respond to things change a little bit. As that happens, Killing Joke is announced as a movie. Yeah. And DC is really quick to say, we are putting a prologue in. Because we want to add some runtime to the movie. Right. And the prologue is going to focus on Batgirl. Hooray! Hooray! Yeah. And they're saying, prologue is going to be about Batgirl because Batgirl, she's a hero too. Right. And we know what happens in in Barbara's story in The Killing Joke, Mm -hmm. but we want to show you where she's coming from. We want to give that character an opportunity to breathe and have life. It felt like this real... And now that I think about it, it felt like this real phony attempt Mm. at saying like, we're going to empower this character because we know that you're upset that she didn't have that. Mm -hmm. And we're going to make you feel the tragedy, make you understand that she's strong and she comes from a place and she has her own roots and narrative. Mm -hmm. And I'm watching that prologue, man. And that was really whack. And apart from it being, I think, sloppy and just is sort of pointless. Yeah. Like it wasn't enjoyable in the first place. Yeah. Every opportunity they had in this movie, Batgirl just gets one-upped by Batman. Of course, Batman is the best. And in the Bat family, he's the top. See? Always, always, always. Here's, here's... But the thing I'm getting at here is all we did was watch Batgirl fail. Like, I never saw her do something and be like, yeah, that's Batgirl. I agree. I mean, like, because that that's the thing that I wanted to point out when you said... Batman's the best. I kind of would argue. Okay. Batman's the best at certain things. Yeah. He so really, I suppose he, like when we're depicting really, he, combat. Yeah. He, he Right. Yeah. But other stuff, 
he really sucks. Yeah. He's the worst. And I think that like there's an opportunity to really show here's what value I bring. And I don't think they did that. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, you know absolutely. What I mean? They had a chance to go, Barbara Gordon, here's the added value that she brings to their relationship, to the Bat family, to the squad. Because as much as I love Batman, it's not fun to see every time Batman in, in, interacts with Damien, everybody sucks but me. Like, that's not fun. Yeah, That's not course. a fun story. Of course. Like, I need to understand. So when you saw... Um, spoilers, 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 Batman and Robin, spoilers, Batman and Damien's relationship, spoilers. When you saw that relationship between those two and you saw Batman respond and show like, like weakness and sadness in light of his son, Mm -hmm. like that's a side of Batman we don't ever get to see Mm because he's impenetrable. He's never, he's never, he's, he's all we can overcome. Yeah. But you see a situation where this dude is like, no, I'm. I'm so broken up by what's going on with my son that I'm acting out of character. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting into more detail specifically, let's talk specifics because one of the things that I learned from you recently when we were doing creative stuff, mm. you say, don't tell me what's wrong. Tell me how to fix it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Because we'll be saying something and I'll be t- internet, I'll be telling Adam, like, I think blah, blah, blah is the problem. Adam goes, Octavius. Tell me how to fix it. Yeah. Don't just keep telling me why it's wrong. Yeah. Well, you know, like be, especially in a creative component, you know, we're trying to make something together. We're trying to move forward. Let's move forward. So I'm looking at the Titanic and I'm like, this is going to sink. Okay. Okay. Cool. (laughs) Thank you. Like, tell me what I can do about that. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the specifics. So people aren't just like, you're saying you don't like it. Okay. I get it. You don't like it, but yeah. Why? Um, So a couple specific points for me is Batman and Batgirl's relationship wasn't very well fleshed out for me. Mm-mm. It seemed like you guys just go, you and you, and you took two action figures and smashed them together. Like, yeah. you, you guys are going to have a relationship. Right. Well, why? Well, from what? Yeah. Because it leads to, you know, and it seemed like Barbara, the way they wrote her, her, she lives for this man to approve of her. She just wanted validation. I just want him to to tell me how good I am. She talks to her friend about this guy yeah. as if it's a romantic interest, but you know she's actually speaking um, about her relationship with Batman, right? A, a caped crusader. I think it was supposed to be kind of tongue in cheek, like look at her complain about a guy, but really it's more complicated than that. However, they didn't show us it being complicated, and they it, 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 she it, was that's just a being great point. Needy. That's a great point. They didn't show it being complicated. They showed it one-sided yeah. from a very, you correct me if I'm wrong, from almost a, fa- a male fantasy perspective. Yeah. You know, I'm this strong, smart, aloof man who's the strongest, fastest, whatever-ist of all things. Yeah. And there's this woman who's good, not as good as me, but she's real good though. Yeah. And she just wants me and I, I can't be bothered. Right. Yeah. It's like, that sounds like a male fantasy to me. Yeah. And this woman, all she does is think about me and talk about me to her, to her friends. And, you know, she's working and she's working, but she's really trying to impress me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't really want her, but, and then one day I let her have me. Yeah. But then I can't be bothered anymore. Yeah. How does that make me like excited about Batgirl? Like what, what about that? is empowering 
about Batgirl. What about that? Is an interest? That's not even an interesting story. That sounds like soft porn. Uh, yeah, you know what? They, that's literally it what it sounds like. It sounds a, like a bad, bad soft porn like uh, script. It was like it was sold as if it was going to be empowering for this character, this female protagonist who got a real short stick in the comic. It was sold as if this was going to be her redemption, and it was shown to us to be this flat fantasy and i felt as though i could see the straight white guy writing that story i mean like they're gonna love this people are gonna love this redemption story and i kept thinking i wanted i wanted to be proven wrong and the thing that really confirmed that that was taking place that really disappointed me was barbara gordon's friend the gay guy that she works with and i can't remember his name but i was thinking that character is proof that whoever is writing this is only capable of doing a stereotype of a person hmm. or a very flat understanding of a person. When Barbara is sounding off about her complicated relationship with this mystery man mm -hmm. and she's getting very upset mm -hmm. and she storms out of the room and that character says, and I thought the gay scene was complicated. I'm like, really? Was that a like was that a joke for gay people? Mm. Was that a, a thing that gay people would say? Or was that just you saying like this character is gay and I think this is what gay people are like? And it felt like the latter. It was like a stereotype of the latter. And someone had pointed out to me, they're like, well, I was just happy that they had a gay character in this DC animated movie. And I thought, well, what is better? Is it better to have a stereotyped black character in the movie, or is it better to have a well-written character? If we're going to have a conversation about like what's a, good and what's tough not, that we even have to have that conversation. But I think I think the conversation is you can do better than that. Yeah, you he, can do better than that, and th that that's a great point. Fits the script of this half-assed, sloppy, badly written. What are you doing? That's a great point because when you go, hey. I have a criticism for what you did. Yeah. Well, would you rather have that or nothing? Like, That's not well, what I'm talking about. Wait a about. minute. Wait, 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 wait. What planet are you on where you've created take what I give you or nothing? Yeah. it's like, We're not you, dealing in these absolutes. That's not actually what our options are. No. A lot of options are you might be able to consider did I, am I the best person to do this? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. or did I do it well? Or I do it to the best of my abilities. But for you to push it back and go, well, we can always do nothing. Like, yeah. Well, well it's better than it used to be. I'm like, yeah, well, it's going to have to get better. You know what I mean? Like, well, that don't at least if, you know, someone gets beat up, well, at least I didn't kill him. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, no, hold on. What? Like, yeah. that's, uh, that's the victory? Yeah. You know? At least I don't do this. So, <clears throat> I think it's very frustrating. And I think um, man, you made a point that I, I forgot what it was that I wanted to touch on. Um, but I think ultimately your thoughts on the situation are really big because the thing that really kind of irks me and bothers me mm. as I'm trying to think through this, it's like what, what, what offends me, bothers me, concerns me is that, wait, I'm concerned that you think this yes. is... yes. Good represent that yes. you think this is empowering. You think this is good Th enough. That concerns me. So wait, you told this story and you were like, "Did we do it? Huh? We did it. High, high five. Yeah. And it's like, 
did you consult any women? Did you consult any, like, you know, it's the same thing we've talked about on our show many times. It's like diversity. They, okay. All right. There you go. There's the black guy there. Yeah. Huh? You wanted a black guy? He's black. You got a backwards hat on him. Gold teeth. Huh? Yeah. He's got a gun. Yo, yo, homie, yo. That's yeah. what you want, right? It's like, no, my, my dude, the fact that you think that this is what we want shows how far your understanding of, quote, who we are. And I'm not even necessarily talking about me because I am not a woman, you yeah. know? Yeah. So I'm just trying to like, I'm trying to, trying, which I can't, trying to put myself in the shoes of someone who would receive this and go, really? You yeah. think that this is what we think of ourselves? When, when, so when we think of empowerment, when we think of strong character that looks like me, this is what you think I see? Yeah. It's disappointing. And it's, it's a little scary too, to think scary yeah. to think like this is what you put out this is what you produced and you told me it was you going boasted to be about this. it you yeah. boasted about it like we killed like yo we're really gonna give i'm gonna tell you so let's talk about what i think they could have done uh-huh right and i'd like to like you to tell me what you think they could have done uh-huh um so if what you wanted to do is you wanted to create value right and you wanted to get us attached to Barbara Gordon, Batgirl, so that when the horrible thing happens, when the Joker shoots her through her spine, we're like, <gasps> and you can kind of create this relationship between Batman, Commissioner Gordon, and Barbara. You play up the fact that Batman knows Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. He knows that Barbara Gordon is Commissioner Gordon's daughter. Yeah. He knows that Commissioner Gordon wants her, her, his daughter nowhere near crime fighting. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So he's training her. He's teaching her. He's a big father, big, big brother, uncle, father kind of role. Yeah. And he's doing it under Commissioner Gordon's nose. You see what I mean? And mm -hmm. he doesn't want that to be known. So we talk about how we show that relationship where Barbara's sneaking out and, you know, the commissioner doesn't know about it. And then when this horrible thing happens, <clears throat> Commissioner Gordon finds out you knew the whole time. Yeah. She, in this situation, because of you, yeah. you put my daughter in harm's way. Yeah. Like, that's a story to me that goes, wow, how are you going to reconcile this now? Right. You see what I'm saying? We, because it's going to seem like that was your fault. Right. You put my daughter in harm's way. Now the Joker is coming after her and, and me. And, uh, you know, so just trying, I'm just trying to think of a way to actually, to because to, if you want to create a relationship between Batman and Batgirl, I think their relationship is I'm I'm taking you under my wing against my best friend's wishes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's what's causing the conflict between you and I. And I'm telling you, you need to stop now. Yeah. Because Commissioner Gordon, if he finds out, there's gonna be a problem. And that's the beef between you and I. Mm -hmm. Because you don't wanna stop. But I'm telling you to stop, mm -hmm. but I'm almost kind of like holding you back from your potential because of what your dad thinks. Mm -hmm. Instead of letting you go and be free and be the independent woman who you want to be, who you've chosen to be, you've made your own decisions. You're grown. You don't need your father's approval necessarily. You want to honor your father. But if this is what you want to do, I am going to, you know, I'm, I'm in this between the rock and the hard place. Sure. I think they could have fleshed that story out. And then when the Joker thing comes in, 
then it's like it all kind of spins out of control. Sure. It'd have to tweak some things, but that's just a, a half big thing. And idea. it's, you know, it's important to note the, the hyper violence, that like incredible violence of the killing joke and the fact that Barbara Gordon is crippled by the Joker. I think a large reason why it's problematic in the graphic novel is because Barbara Gordon does not exist in that book except for that part, except for getting ruined and mm-hmm. crippled. So, and now we could, and if we did it in my little, you know, cause there's a, actually there's a Batman animated series episode. That's all about that. It's yeah, all about commissioner right? Gordon finding out that, Barbara. He's been training her as back. Yeah, girl. and he's furious about it and all that kind of stuff. But then you could see the guilt in Batman being like, Dad, Commissioner Gordon's jacked up. Barbara got shot, and yeah. it's my fault. Yeah. And you could see that driving him mad, driving yeah. him to the next level and going like, you know what? I got to go handle this now. Yeah. There's motivation. There's a why. There's something that I can get behind and go, I understand this. If, if I had an opportunity to influence, well, let me go back. If, if I had any say whatsoever in the killing joke, which we obviously do. Thank you for listening to five stars. Yeah. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Uh, You should have asked us first though. Yeah. Jeff, I know you want to make that money. Okay. I respect that. I know you want to get that guap, but you you got to talk to us first. We own Comic-Con now. We're, we're part owners of DC, okay? <laughs> okay. So we'll, we'll you. allow you to, you know, get a second shot. Thank you for the five stars and the positive comment. Please don't uh, uh, talk about this episode in poor light. Yeah. But appreciate you. Yeah. Uh, if, I, if I had any say in this movie getting made, just as, as a matter of, you know, saying this out loud, I would say, don't make this movie. The first thing I would do is just be like, nah, let's not touch this one. Let's not make this one into a, an animated film. Alan Moore himself, I know there's storied history with Alan Moore, how he is with DC, how he is with just about any publisher, frankly. But Alan Moore is not particularly proud of this work. He's gone on record to say it. So I would probably just not do much with this one. If I absolutely had to, if it was... mandated this needed to be turned into a film. The way that I would approach this prologue and making sure that Barbara Gordon was not used as a device and just useless otherwise is I would talk to John Ostrander, who wrote Suicide Squad and created the character Oracle, which was the character that came from Barbara Gordon after she became crippled. And I would also talk to Gail Simone. And Gail Simone was the woman responsible for putting Oracle in charge of her own team, the Birds of Prey. And I would say, John, you created Oracle because you didn't like what happened in Killing Joke and you wanted to give this woman an opportunity. How would you approach this? How would you make sure that this character has justice done? is not just in there as a tool. Gail Simone, you wrote such an incredible storyline in which Barbara Gordon grew up and became a leader of a bunch of different heroes of the entire Birds of Prey. She was the boss of the Birds of Prey in spite of and kind of due to her disability, her being paraplegic. How would you do this? And Correct me if I'm wrong. Brian Azzarello, I know you're listening. I love a lot of your work, but we have conversations to have. Thank you for the five car, uh, five stars and the positive comment. Thank you for the five cars. And the Thank you for the five back cars and the positive comment as well. Uh, I would have made sure that there were conversations at the very least with those 
two creators. Mm. I mean, I would want them to have a say and I would want them to write the prologue or the character or whatever, the adaptation. But I would want to have a conversation with them because those were the people who fought creatively to redeem that character. They already did that. They just happened to do that as the future work. All right, look, we're going to say Killing Joke is canon. Then here's how we're going to make sure that Barbara Gordon has her day. So I would have wanted to have a conversation with them and see what they would do with it. And I'm not really sure how they would do it, but they clearly have an understanding and an investment in making sure that she is a fully fleshed out, respectable, admirable, exciting character. And that's, that's the sort of thing that I'm making an, an assumption here, but I do not think that happened. I do not think that conversation took place. Hmm. Um, yeah. The, the rest of the movie, that's the prologue. And the prologue yeah, what is, do you think of the actual... Thing. Let's talk about the actual... Like, what do you think? Almost talk, let's talk about Killing Joke. Sure. It's yeah. like two different movies that are glued together with like yeah, really crazy was. glue. <laughs> it really, you know really I mean? was, yeah. Uh, the kill, Killing Joke as a story is a, is a story that I grew up with and I thought was really important and influential as a Batman story when I was a kid. I still have a soft spot for it and I, I like it. I like the way it looks. I like how brutal it is. It's interesting to me in that front and it's exciting to me to Wait, think about... Wait, you like brutality? Since when? Well, like you, you know me. I don't like to see carnage. Uh-huh. I don't like, um, like I, I have a hard time with a lot of preacher. I have a hard time with a lot of Garthinus. Um, there's just a lot of brutality. That's just not my thing. Yeah, and that's how I am in my in my older age. I suppose when I was younger, it was a little bit different. Yeah, um, just spawn all day. It was. It was. It was. It was spawn all day. I loved Violator and all had that. A, had, crazy a, had a part. Stuff. Great. Yeah, and things are a little bit different now. So I appreciate the story as a possible origin story of the Joker. And I appreciate the story more when you think the Joker maybe has a bunch of origin stories. Mm. I like I like the idea of this yeah. just being one. Yeah. Like, what if this was just one of them? Yeah, he says something really key. Yeah. He goes, sometimes I remember it one way. Sometimes I remember another way. Yeah. When it comes to my history, I like it to be multiple choice. Heath Ledger used that. Right. In The Dark Knight. That, like this book greatly is greatly used in a lot of how we see the Joker, how we see Batman. And I have such a respect for that. Even if Alan Moore says, not my proudest day. Um, I, I didn't need to see it in this animation. It was like seeing it in this animation was like Trump, someone trying to retell the story to me, a story I already knew, and they just did a real bad job. Mm. It was almost as though someone was like, yo, 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 I'm going to adapt this. I'm going to pay an homage to this thing. Check this out. I know you love this. I love this too. What do you think? And stop, all I can do is say, like, that's not good. That, that wasn't good. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the actual relation to what this tells us about the relationship between Batman and the Joker. I love the idea of Batman being just as crazy as the Joker is, Mm -hmm. but the real joke of it all is that Batman will not admit that Batman would not ever say I'm crazy Mm -hmm. because he's on this fight for justice Mm -hmm. fight for good. But in reality, he's just completely out of his mind. And I, I like that dynamic. And we see a lot of that in this particularly the conclusion. Yeah. The last panel, the very end of the book, the very end of the movie. In the book, I think there's a strong argument to make that Batman 
and Joker are laughing together, and Batman kills the Joker. Yeah, so for those of you who don't really know about this, I don't know why you're listening at this point an hour into the podcast, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you asked for it. It's your fault. But, uh, yeah, th- this is this is a really amazing story. And that, the last part of the book is really just Joker going... What the, the whole idea of the killing joke to me, what they're really trying to say is we're all a bad day away from being the worst we could ever be. Yeah. You're pulling that quote straight out of Joker's mouth. We're, yeah. we're all a bad day away. And here's the truth from my perspective. I kind of agree mm. in real life. Which is scary. In real life. Let's, like, let's have a Junto about it. Like, yeah. I agree. I know... I'm I, I, I'm capable. Yeah. I am capable of wigging out, wilding out. I'm capable of doing a lot of wild and crazy stuff. And it's by God's grace that I don't. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The wrong person say the right slash wrong thing to me on the right slash wrong day. I'm in jail for the rest of my life. But I feel as though your life is about finding ways to make sure that you don't get there, right? You build up your your life with positivity, with strength, sure. with understanding, with curiosity, with patience, right? These virtues, these things to steal yourself mm-hmm. from degrading into madness. Absolutely. Right. I just think that, that's what life's about. I think that the, the truth of the matter is we're all capable and we're all really much the interesting thing about this book is, is it points out the depravity of man to me yeah interesting like we're all really really bad and the, that's the joker's point he's, he's trying to that's prove his point that is he's trying to prove to batman here's the deal you don't think people can be as completely nuts you think as i'm me? an anomaly you, you think, think i'm special I'm, I'm just this odd this oddball you know what okay let me put it to you in words you can understand um i'm gonna kidnap commissioner gordon I'm going to paralyze Barbara Gordon. I'm going to torture I'm going to, her. I'm going to torture her. I'm going to take photos of it. I'm going to post it up, and I'm going to drive the good guy mad. I'm going to do it just to show you to make a point because mm-hmm. any of you can be me. I'm not like some sort of weak mentality, but I think the thing about the Joker is that's important to keep in mind is he represents embracing it and going into it headlong. Can you trust the Joker at his word for saying, look, this is the point I'm trying to make? Well, no, you can't trust him. Does Young Metro trust the Joker? I don't think so. Okay. Um, No, you can't trust him. But I think what Batman represents to me is the other side, the side that goes, yeah, but I'm not going to to accept that. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Joker, you're the character, the person, the one, the guy we know who has the bad scenario and they just go, well, you know what? Forget it. Mm -hmm. The world is a mess. I'm going to go rob, cheat, steal. Here's the crime, he says. I'm just going to give into it. And the truth of the matter is there are people who are like that. Uh, There are people that we look out in the world right now and have a supervillain mentality that go, there's a lot of cake out here and I ain't eating none. Yeah. You know what I mean? The world is pointless. It means nothing. There's no reason to even act like there's any rhyme or reason to this. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to, I'm going to go for mine. I'm going to get mine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And there's all kinds of ways that plays out in small and big ways. And Batman goes, 
Yeah, I, I acknowledge that, but I choose to stand against it. Mm. Doesn't mean I'm perfect. It doesn't mean I'm invulnerable. Doesn't mean I can't go through anything. And I just find that there'd be a very interesting situation because both sides of the coin, I can actually kind of go, yeah, Joe Cry, I kind of get I get it. I get what you're trying to say. I don't like what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with it, but I get it. And on the other side, Batman is kind of like, yeah, but you're not really dealing with your issues and the Joker's kind of ahead of you in a way. You know, as you... Does that make sense? Like he's a little more advanced... He's a little more advanced in self-awareness than you are because he's a little more accepting. Now, what he does with his self-awareness is not okay. But at least he's in a place where... I know I'm talking a lot, but I've been holding this for a while. Yeah. There's a point where the Joker goes, something happened to me. Some happened to you too, didn't it? Mm -hmm. What happened? Was it this... Was it that? I can tell something happened to you. Yeah. And it drove you crazy too. Why won't you just admit it? Like, why won't you just, why won't you just say that you're crazy? Why are you acting like it's only me? Mm -hmm. Very, that's, that's very interesting. It is. It's an interesting story. And the conclusion of the graphic novel seems to suggest that the Joker wins the bet. If there was an argument. Yeah then the Joker is, has gotten the final word. And it's funny because there's a, a little bit of a made-you-look situation, which is even through all of the things the Joker does to Gordon, Gordon still says in, in that like fabulous, pulpy, Commissioner Gordon, Dick Tracy way, like, I want you to throw the book at him. I, w- I want you to do it by the book. We have, to pr- we have to prove that our way works. Yeah, exactly. And... It makes you think like, okay, well, the Joker is wrong. Like, whatever the Joker is doing, he's not going to succeed. He's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And as bad guys are wont to do, mm. he will lose. And then that final panel where Batman and Joker are laughing together over the insanity of their circumstance, of their relationship, of I think what Alan Moore pointed out as, as the hell that they live together and then only one of them is laughing, and it's Batman. Mm-hmm. And the Joker has been quiet at this point. So at one point, you could say, like, okay, well, it's just be these people laughing at how remarkably insane everything is. It could also be, you know, just this, like, funny one-shot, right? Where this is this whole thing that happens, and... And it's levity at the end. Ha, 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 Yeah, ha, ha, ha. ha. Yeah, yeah, which is Isn't disturbing. Isn't the world crazy? That's disturbing in its own right. That ain't it. Or maybe the killing joke is that Batman did break and Batman realized in, in the beginning of the story talks about w- which one of us hey, is going to die. Hey, you, I have a hard time, Alan Moore. You wrote the book. All right. So I'm not going to argue with you, but I'm not going to necessarily agree with you. Sure. I have a hard time believing the killing joke. First thing out of dude's mouth, I'm going to kill you. You're going to kill me. Maybe it's me. You know, I mean, and at the end of the book, they're basically quoting the same thing. Yeah. You know, so like a lot of this is pointing to the fact to me, I know this is a debate. As far as I'm concerned, Batman killed him. Yeah. And I think that makes for an interesting story. And but frankly, it makes for a story that really depresses the hell out of me. It doesn't depress me because I think if anything, what it does is it shows me that we're all bad guys. Yeah. Which is, you know, I, I, think that's, I think that's what it is. I think it falls in line with my theory anyway. Yeah. The idea that 
there's there's no nobody righteous. Yeah. No one is perfect. No one no not no not not one person. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all capable of doing horrible and terrible things and we're all capable of doing really great and awesome things. Yeah. So what's a bad guy? Yeah. You know? And I think part of what this does even if it's not what the intention was is like I think it's really important that we I was talking to some of my cousins. I think I said this before. It's like what's a good guy? Mm. Well, the good guy is the guy who comes and sweeps in and da 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 Okay, but what about when he breaks the dude's arm and throws him off the side of a building? Is Batman a good guy? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so is Joker a bad guy? So what makes him a bad guy? And of course, we know the difference between right and wrong, but I think it, it kind of makes you open up the philosophy a little bit, open up the perspective a little bit more and go, is Batman still a good guy? Yeah. If he decides, you know what? I need to go ahead and kill this dude. Right. Because th- this is not going to stop. It's, like, it's, I've tried to talk to you. Yeah. I'm trying to avoid this. He literally says, I don't want to kill you. He even offers help. He even offers, I will rehabilitate, rehabilitate you. you. We will get through this. I so don't want to do this that I will help you recover. Sounds an awful lot like, my dude, I'm about, don't make me kill you. Yeah. And the Joker goes... Nah, it's too late for that. Yeah. So, so he's basically telling them, "You're gonna have to kill me, bro." Because mm-hmm. the whole, the whole book, the whole movie, he's going. I've come to the conclusion that one of us is gonna kill one of us. Yeah. That's the only way this ends. Yeah. You know, and for you to have done what you just did, and for me to kind of give you that last ditch situation, and when he gives the flashlight analogy, the whole look, these guys are in the same asylum. They say they want to leave. They get up to the top. The one dude jumps to the other side. I think that's Batman. Mm-hmm. One dude jumps to the other side, but the other guy is hesitate, hesitant. And he says, look, guy on the other side, I'll flash, send a flashlight over and you can jump over. That's Batman going, come with me. I'll rehabilitate you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we can work this out. And the other guy goes, what am I, crazy? You're just going to turn the flashlight off when I'm going across. Mm-hmm. And that's Joker going, nah, it's too late for this. Yeah. And when Batman laughs, I think he's just going, you know what? I'm going to stop holding back. I'm actually going to give in to what you've been saying this whole time. Just admit it. You're just as crazy as me. And him laughing, he's going, all right, fine. It's kind of like it's the admission. You're right. I'll give in. But, 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 But is he a bad guy now if he does kill him? It's, it's an interesting book to say the least. That is literally the least one can say about the book. It is an interesting book. It's worth reading. It's not my favorite Batman, but I think it's an important look at Batman. And it's part of the reason why I think it's significant as Alan Moore intended it, which was just a story that exists outside of continuity. This is just, this is, look at this. This is an example of Batman. Now, how do you, do you believe Alan Moore when he says that it wasn't meant to be I don't know what to be. I don't know what to believe with Alan Moore because Alan Moore is rooted in a lot. It's like thirty years old. Yeah, it is, and, you know and I mean? like there's a lot. Alan Moore has had a lot of time to think about what he wants it to exist as, and he says, "I'm not interested in this stuff." I'm, so it's hard for me. It's hard for me to really believe him. Yeah, it's the, when you look at like not the the facts, but you look at the book. It's like, well, the book's kind of telling me you killed him. Yeah, you know what I mean. And when I hear you go, I don't want to talk about this, 
Take my name off of it. I don't want no money. Don't mention my name. Don't talk about me. Don't mention me. I have nothing to say about Batman. I have nothing to say what I've done about Batman. By the way, I didn't mean it for it to do what it did. I'm not proud of the role that I played in comics or Batman. Um, and uh, in light of that, he didn't kill him. Yeah. Mm, I think maybe you don't want him to have killed him because you don't want to feed into the thing you Every, you know for the proud of f- for the record is just just to make sure that we understand the word usage in an interview i think it was an interview with goodread.com uh alan moore doesn't explicitly say he didn't kill him he says my point was to show this moment of these two people losing their mind together that was what my idea was was to show this moment of how outrageous this is the whole thing like the the cop is laughing alongside with the crook we're stuck in this thing together <laughs> how crazy is that right so he doesn't actually go out of his way to vocally fair dispel point, that fair point which means again he, he leaves it open for uh, interpretation i do believe alan moore when i think when, when he says i just couldn't care less i'm done with this um, because I, I think, wish y'all would stop asking me about killing. Him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you think about the killing joke? I think I wish y'all would stop asking me about the killing joke. Did you like the Watchman movie? I'm like, could you I, please? I, I wish y'all would stop asking me about the Watchman. <laughs> can 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 somebody get me out of here? Is this over? Um, to the point where you say I don't even want any money. Yeah, give it that you really want to disassociate yourself from something if you don't want no money. Yeah, it's not important. They're about to put it in theaters. It's not they were number three, and you're like, don't talk to me about it. So on on the topic of the movie, the Killing Joke movie, do you think the Killing Joke movie did anything for the Killing Joke, the graphic novel? We're talking about it. What do you mean? Do it, do it, I'm do like, it. did it serve a purpose? And if so, what was the purpose? Give me a little more information because I feel like I need to be led. Why did they more. make this, in your opinion? Uh, in my opinion, it's hard to say because I don't have enough information. Um, but I can only tell you from what I perceive. And it comes across lazy. Mm-hmm. It comes across uninspired. And it comes across clunky. So when things come across like that and they become very successful, two and two make me go, oh, this is about money. Least amount of work, most amount of money. Yeah. Like, oh, this will work. They love, they love the killing joke. Yeah. They'll go see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it doesn't seem like the Dark Knight Returns where, I mean... That thing could have been on VHS and we would have found that. Yeah. Like that, that was internet, VHS, just Google VHS, literally the three letters VHS. When it comes down to it, I wouldn't recommend this movie to... I would not. To anybody. No. Not to a fan who has read the book because the book is better. It's more interesting. It is. It's more dynamic. Take take a few minutes to sit down and read the book. You'll have a better time. And I would also not recommend it to someone who is not a fan because going into this blind, you're doomed. That yeah, is, it's, it's a bad experience. You. It's a bad experience. You don't get any. You're better off listening to us talk about it on Comic Book Junto. Yeah. So, Killing Joke as a theatrical release, even if it was just a small theatrical release, as an animated motion picture, was a disappointment. I agree. I'm not mad, I'm angry. No, wait. I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. No, wait. 
I am. No, wait, that was the word. I'm just losing my mind. I'm loopy at this point in time. I'm just loopy right now. Actually. What am I crazy? What am I crazy? You just turn the flashlight off when I'm halfway across. <laughs> yeah. So that the experience was just weird. Um, I did not enjoy that movie. I can't recommend it. It, it, Oof. I, I want to see DC come out with some animated movie now so I can cleanse my palate. Like, <laughs> give me something. Give me a real thing. Yeah, well, they got the... Uh, give me something for real. Dark, dark Justice. Justice League, yeah. D- Justice League Dark coming out. Yeah. So, and the artwork on that looks great. Mm-hmm. It's just, I can't understand. I'm not going to go through this all over again. But go look at the Justice League Dark, that eight-minute trailer that they put out. Mm-hmm. And you're going to look immediately and go, wow, why didn't they just get this guy to do that? Yeah. Or girl or whomever that this team, you know? So that's our view for the killing joke, the animated theatrical release. Mm-hmm. This is the end of the one shot. Any last thoughts? Any last words? I, you know, we have a DC movie coming out really soon this week at the, mm-hmm. at the end of this week, mm-hmm. suicide squad hits theaters and we will have an opportunity to go back to the theater and see a different DC entertainment. Yes. And I'm really excited for that. Yep. Because we have, it feels like a second chance. Does it? And I only say second chance because right now I have a really bad taste in my mouth with DC in a movie theater. Mm -hmm. And now we have a chance to go and see a different, let's try something else. You didn't like that? Let's try something else. It's like an appetizer platter, like a sampler. Like you didn't like that? You didn't like the uh, uh, little onion ring, John? No, how about that? Like elk sausage though. Look at that. And I'm thinking, okay, all right, okay. So I'm excited. It makes me excited to see Suicide Squad, which is a funny thing because getting a bad product from a company shouldn't make me excited to get a different product from the same company. Mm -hmm. But this is a whole different thing altogether. And I'm eager for Suicide Squad. I'm eager for you and I to sit down and and talk about that. Yeah, we're going to try to make that one happen quickly. Yeah. At the end of the day with Killing Joke, bummed out bummed out dc you you talk some game and you you bother me with the way that you spoke about what this was intended to be and it was trash Uh, that was not good not good try again try again Mm -hmm. go read the comic guys if you haven't read it all right so that's it for this one why don't you let them know they can find you on the internet adam you can find me on twitter and on instagram we're going to be doing more stuff on instagram instagram stories instagram stories hey instagram stories are always going to feature uh, octavius as the narrator as the director and me as the 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 person who just doesn't know what's happening at any given time (laughs) like bumbling idiot uh you can find me on instagram and on twitter same name at adam tetris a d a m T-E-T-E-R-U-S. And we have a new episode coming tomorrow. Yep. So we will be talking more about comic news and comic books of the week. Oh, yeah. Such and such. Where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and Instagram stories. Dang. At Octavius A. Newman, O-C-T-A-V-I-U-S-A-N-E-W-M-A-N. This podcast is a product of Bear Fruit. You can check out Bear Fruit on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat also at B3ARFRUIT.com. Let us know what your thoughts are on The Killing Joke. You can send us an email at comicbookjunto at bearfruit.com. Um, if you have any questions you want to ask us about The Killing Joke or anything else for our upcoming episodes, shoot us a tweet using hashtag AskCBJ and we might uh, read your question and answer it on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Follow Comic Book Junto on Twitter yeah. and Instagram and our Instagram 
uh, story at Comic Book Junto, J U N T O. Leave this podcast five stars and a positive comment mm-hmm. on iTunes or five cars, whatever you got. Right. Yeah. Like, subscribe, share. Um, you can also leave us comments on SoundCloud. You can listen on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, Overcast, Stitcher, anywhere else that podcasts present themselves. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate you guys for listening. Mm-hmm. And we'll all. catch you later this week with a new episode and uh, probably again for Suicide Squad. Boom! We got a lot. A lot going on. A lot going on. Mm-hmm. All right. Until next time, guys. We love y'all. Peace. Oh, oh, oh.